Hey, it's Brandon here and I have some big news. Seven Figure Millennials is now beyond curious. I am so excited for this new brand and I would highly encourage you to go check out episode number 140 for all of the juicy details. But as a teaser for episode 140, the central question for Seven Figure Millennials, the original show from the beginning was, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? I spent over 1,000 hours researching this question and published 139 episodes. And after all of that, I have an answer. And I put together that answer in a legit masterclass that weaves together clips from previous guests all to answer that question. So if you wanna hear my answer, the why behind Beyond Curious and the vision moving forward, go check out episode number 140. But you are here listening to this episode, which I know is amazing, but I would just highly recommend you also check out episode number 140 for the full explanation behind the rebrand. All right, here's your episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Seven Figure Millennials Podcast, where it is my job to help entrepreneurs like you to prioritize your happiness, health, and relationships while making your biggest entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And whether you are new or returning today, I'm super excited to have you here. Welcome back or welcome for the very first time. And we have a very literal treat because we get to hang out with Mr. Corey Nieves. Corey Nieves, also known as Mr. Corey, always dreamed of making the world a better place for everyone he knows. That passion, combined with a love of treats and an entrepreneurial spirit, led him to be the owner of Mr. Corey's Cookies at just six years old. In 2010, Mr. Corey told his mother, Lisa, he was tired of taking the bus to school and he wanted to buy a car. So he crafted the idea to sell hot cocoa to raise the funds in his local town of Englewood, New Jersey. After realizing his dedication to his new business, Lisa encouraged him to continue selling hot cocoa to save money for college. Not only did Mr. Corey keep at it, but he began selling lemonade and cookies to expand options for his loyal customers. Mr. Corey and Lisa spent months learning how to bake, testing original cookie recipes. And then one day they taste tested a cookie and had a voila moment, the perfect chocolate chip cookie that was all natural and made from high quality organic ingredients. Through his cookies, Mr. Corey has been able to work with some of the nation's leading companies and brands, including but not limited to Atina, Barney's, Bloomingdale's, Citibank, J. Crew, Macy's, Mercedes-Benz, Pottery Barn, Ralph Lauren, Tom's, Viacom, Whole Foods, Williams Sonoma, and more. In addition to working with nonprofits such as Bergen's Promise in Rochelle Park, New Jersey, and the Children's Aid Society in New York City. And in this episode, you're going to learn so much, but I want you to look out for three specific things. Number one, what Corey did to get massive national recognition in the media, including being featured in ABC News, CBS This Morning, ESPN's The Undefeated, Good Morning America, Fortune Magazine, The Today Show, The Oprah Magazine, and CNBC's The Prophet and Ellen. Number two, how when Corey was featured on Ellen, they only had a tiny site built on Wix, but after the appearance, they got thousands of backorders and didn't even have a way to ship the cookies to meet the demand. So look out for that story. And number three, what Alice in Wonderland has to do with Mr. Corey actually getting Ellen DeGeneres to buy him the dream car he wanted for his mom. So all that to look forward to in today's episode. And before we get started, I want to give a pre-show listener shout out, which this week goes to Mac the Goat Girl, who left a review on Apple Podcasts saying, Brandon brings the best of the best to these podcasts. I have gained so much insight by listening to Brandon and the featured speakers on Seven Figure Millennials. Because of these podcasts, I have realized how I want to make an impact in this world. Whether you're a millennial, baby booner, 
baby boomer, sorry, <laughs> or Gen Z. We all need to listen to these messages. They have helped me understand how to serve others in a meaningful way. Can't wait to hear more. So, wow. Thank you so much, Mac the Goat Girl, for that incredible review that absolutely made my day when that came through. And if you're a returning listener and you haven't had a chance to leave a review yet, you can head to sevenfiguremillennials.com slash review to find out exactly how to leave a review. And if you choose to leave an honest review, I have a little thank you gift that I would like to give you that reveals exactly how you can get the connections you need to grow your business just like I've been able to get these incredible guests on the show. So that's at sevenfiguremillennials.com slash review. And that's the number seven figure millennials, M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S. So sevenfiguremillennials.com slash review. So with all that said, thank you, Mac, the goat girl for the review. Thank you for listening and please enjoy this incredible conversation with Mr. Corey Nieves. If you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Bigger Millennials Podcast. All right, Mr. Corey, welcome to the show. Super excited to have you here, my friend. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. And I wanted to tell everyone listening and you just because we just connected the story of why I wanted to reach out to you and get you on the show because th- I was uh, a few months ago now, or maybe about a month ago, my mentor had told me about The Prophet. I had never watched it before, but I just decided to start Google or YouTubing it. And the very first episode I saw that caught my attention was Mr. Corey's cookies. <laughs> and I, I watched it. Absolutely love the story. And, you know, I, I, I know when I reached out to you, I sent you a picture of me in uh, when I was six years old, I, I kind of started a business, obviously didn't take off to the levels that you did, but I just loved your story. So I'm super excited to dive in today. And this is going to be an absolute blast. And I thought we would start with kind of the story that almost kicked off the entire thing. So I would love for you to really take us back and tell us the story, paint the picture of what happened the day when you kind of came up with the idea to start Mr. Corey's Cookies. Uh, You know, I I don't have to cue you up that much, but like you were on a bus with your mom. We'd love to hear that story. Yeah, sure. Um, So we moved to New Jersey and we moved from, we moved to New Jersey from New York and in New York, you don't need any like car or anything because the bus and everything is super easy to take and it's fast. But in New Jersey, in the suburbs and everything, it's different because you miss it. You have to wait one whole hour. It takes forever. And it was horrible. So I was tired of not, you know, having a car and all my you know, friends and everything having a car. And I didn't. So I was like, you know, how come we just can't get a car? Let's raise some money, start selling some hot chocolate lemonade, not knowing that cars were super expensive. Um, it's like, let's just do this. So I started selling the cookies and hot chocolate lemonade. And it just started, you know, going crazy. People were loving it. Um, they were like, wow, these are amazing. And I actually started liking it because it was a business thing. It was something about making people smile, something about also making money, something about it's just, you know, learning about the numbers and just clicked inside my head. And I was like, wow, this is something I really like doing. I love selling. I like, you know, making money basically. So I was like, okay, let's keep doing this. And then later on, we switched it over to make it for my college fund because I wanted to get ready to go to college. Um, I was always set to go to, you know, to Princeton or Harvard for a business degree when I was younger. So I was like, okay, it's pretty cool. I'm going to start saving up for college. 
And after that, it just started like blowing up out of nowhere. News stations, um, the news, local newspapers, Instagram, a lot of you know influencers are tweeting and putting posting on their story, and it was just a hit from there. It was incredible. Yeah. So you were, I mean, that's, I'm just so curious to find out where you got that from. Cause you were six at the time that you had that idea. Is that right? Yep. So I I mean, it's just like, I can't even, I mean, that's such a cool thing to want to do for your mom being six years old and having that awareness of wanting to get a car. And I know that just based on some, some other research that, that, you know, growing up was not always the easiest situation for you. And I know you have the world's most amazing mom. I love watching all your videos online. You guys have such a great, such a great relationship, but I do know from, from seeing uh, some research that she was pretty young when she had you and, you know, you kind of had to grow up in, in situations where you were, you were in situations you didn't like that much so what would did you have any perspective on your situation growing up and what was really going on or it was really just kind of like I really want to help my mom out no I actually didn't really know anything to be honest I just wanted to help my mom out and that was my goal and focus um I didn't really know about you know how much things cost I just saw my mom helping me and doing so much for me and I was like I rather you know I want to help her and give back to her and stuff so my main focus was just helping her much. Yeah, it, it came from such a place in the heart, which is so, so beautiful. And Thank I you. wanted to kind of zoom in a little bit because you kind of sped up. You were just like, hey, we were selling lemonade and all of a sudden we, <laughs> we were really successful. So I want to yeah. zoom in on some of that early growth. And I watched the, you have a YouTube video on your Mr. Corey's YouTube channel and it's called Mr. Corey's Documentary. <laughs> so it started yeah, out was... as M- Mr. Corey's Specialty Treats. Your mom yep. filled the whole thing. So I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes if everybody wants to see the the adorable, cute six-year-old Mr. Corey with his his uh you have like a nice little hat on and like everything yeah. was all set up <laughs> funny story and, yeah i made that video actually because i was like taking some iMovie classes oh really I made it yeah so some <laughs> little short videos pretty funny that that's hilarious so i mean Thank today te- and people know from the intro you've been on the profit you're on ellen but it didn't always start like that so like what were can you remember from like the very early days like a little bit more of how you kind of got that initial traction like was what, what what were you doing that got the attention of the newspaper was it your spunky personality do you attribute it to something just can you mind zooming in a little bit there yeah sure um so basically what pretty much got me into the whole entire cookie business um was and like wanted to sell it was just pretty much my mom like i said before just because she always did so much for me um and she was always there and you know she's like a single mom so she's my only person that i pretty much look up to so there was something in my heart you know i just wanted to help out and uh, give back to uh, show like my appreciation basically and selling the hot chocolate lemonade to help towards get something that could be useful for both of us um was my way of basically saying thank you um okay. And it just like expanded from there. It was just amazing. It's just something I wanted to do out of the heart and it blew up to something crazy. Yeah, I'm sure it, it must be like just a blur for you. And I saw somewhere else you said that we grew so fast that we had over 10,000 back orders. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't do 10,000 back orders from just wheeling a little cart around all the time. No. Like, 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 so was it, was there one particular situation you can attribute to what started getting the traction? Cause I'm sure there was a day where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, I just got the local kids selling lemonade. And then one day you have 10,000 back orders. So did you start hitting shows up and started distributing more? Did you start telling your story more? Was there like one news station that kind of took things off? Do you, can you kind of like point to a particular moment where you started to hit that hockey stick growth? Yeah, basically we started getting the back orders and like a lot of um, publicity and 
traction was when we went on Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, that was when we actually like really expanded and pretty much like blew up, I like to say, because she, you know, had millions of viewers and millions of people watching all across the world. And everyone was like, wow, this is amazing. This cool kid uh, selling cookies. I want to buy some. And at that time, we didn't have like an online store for like shipping and everything. So what we would do was it was like a little Wix site, actually. Um, in the Wix store, we made it ourselves. You would basically, our hosts, I remember it actually, you would order it online, place the form, and we would basically make it the same day or same other day and oh my drive it to you <laughs> and ship it to you. So we had it on there, but we people didn't know that we couldn't ship actually physically to like different locations around the world. It was only local. So after that, people started going to the website and it actually crashed. The Wix website crashed because it was like a free plan or whatever. And it crashed down because there were so many people placing like orders on the forums. And we had thousands of back orders for cookies. We couldn't actually even ship out because we <laughs> didn't know how to ship out. So it was so funny. It took us actually weeks, maybe like a month or two to actually figure out how to start getting the shipping out, how to start shipping them out to people um, so they arrive fresh and everything because they have no preservatives. So it wasn't anything like we could ship out like ground shipping and it'll get there. That's seven days uh, that's, still be fresh. That, that's so funny. So you basically you weren't you were not prepared at all for the title wave that would come after Ellen. It was pretty much like, hey, we got a free Wix site and then you end up on yeah. Ellen. <laughs> yeah, we started, <laughs> we started out with Wix. You know, Wix is the greatest place to start out with. And we made the website. It was super cool. It was epic website. And you know, had a nice little cool form we fill out. And people just started filling out like crazy. I guess not reading. Like, we'll drive to you and deliver the cookies. <laughs> but uh, it was incredible. And so many people were, like, calling us and emailing us for interviews. And it was just blowing up like crazy. But now we have a Shopify website where it's where we ship out nationwide. And we actually are on Amazon. We have Love a partnership that. with Amazon. Love that. So I would highly encourage anyone listening. I will make sure it's on the show notes. I'll link up the YouTube video of Mr. Corey being featured on Ellen. That is just a great episode. I wanted to yeah. ask. How like what were you feeling that day? Like you always showed up every single time you see a video of you. You're this spunky guy with lots of personality. Do you feel <laughs> like that on the inside, or were you a little nervous? To maybe tell us a little bit about how you're feeling when you when you stepped up on the stage for Ellen. Yeah. So when I went on to the Ellen show, I actually was like, um, I forgot how old I was. I was young. I know that, but um, I actually didn't really know who Ellen was, neither did my mom. <laughs> um, a funny story was it was actually Rachel Ray show or the Ellen DeGeneres show that we were supposed to do. And my, me and my mom, we were going to do Rachel Ray because she, we loved her like cooking and everything. And we had no clue who Ellen Generous was, no clue, because we weren't, you know, big TV people. So we were like, oh, Rachel Ray is so cool. Let's go on a cooking show. And then my mom, like we had a person who was helping us and they're like, you do not have to go on Ellen Generous. You don't know who Ellen is. That's crazy. So we ended up going to Ellen Generous and I went out on the stage and it was all these people out there clapping and like yelling. I was like, holy cow, this is crazy. This is TV. I was like, my heart was pounding like crazy. So all I did was just run up to her and like gave her a hug, basically. Because um, I like doing that when I was, um, you know, like a greeting, basically. <laughs> so I gave her a hug and it was just like, just kept talking and talking. And she was really nice and cool. So I just kept talking to her and it was like easy from there. But when I first went on the stage, my heart was pounding. I was like shaking like crazy. So I know the heart and the intent in the very beginning of starting Mr. Corey's Cookies was to get this car for your mom, right? So you had a specific, did you have a specific type of car? You had it on your goals to get a specific car. Was that true? Well, on the goals I had um, was actually pretty funny. It was a Ford Escape, the same car Ellen DeGeneres gave us. And 
I had that goal because I saw it in a magazine. And when I was younger, I would always like cut up stuff I see in magazines and put it in like a book. And that book would be like my like, dream book or my goal book that things I want. It would be like clothes, you know, different things I want and would dream to of getting. So I saw this car. It was a Ford Escape ad. It was like so cool and everything. I was like, this is so cool. Mr. Grace Cookie's logo could be on here. Amazing. And I cut that up and put it in my book. And funny enough, she actually got me the car. I was generous. She got the Mr. Grace Cookie mobile, we like to say. And it was the same car I saw in the magazine. How did you feel when she pulled up the curtain and you saw that car? What was running through your head? I almost fainted. I like thought it was fake at first. I did not know she would get <laughs> us a, f- a whole entire car. Um, and the Ford Escape was uh, incredible. Like it was, the logo was on it. We had Mr. Corey's Cookies logos and cookie stickers all over it. It was incredible moment, and I was like screaming inside. And my mom came up and she was like crying, boogers coming out her nose and everything. <laughs> so it was an incredible moment. I always remember that. That's so cool. And I I also wanted to zoom in a little bit because you had said that you started creating this little kind of vision board. And I know this is actually on the episode of The Prophet. There's a scene Mm -hmm. where they show some of the the goals that you had. So did someone Mm -hmm. teach you to do that? Or was that as a six, seven, eight-year-old, that was something that you just naturally did? You wanted to create a book to Mm -hmm. kind of visualize these goals? Well, at first, um, me and my mom, we used to love the movie Alice in Wonderland. We'll always watch that movie. And basically, in a movie, they'll say, like, dream six impossible things or something like that. So we would always dream six possible things before we wake up in the morning and say, you know, one of them's going to happen true. And then later on, um, we started making, you know, boards, basically, and posting things on boards, uh, just cutting things up and putting it on there and call it the dream board. And I'll have them in my room and mom would have one in her room. And then later on, I just started getting books and just cutting things out, putting it inside, cutting things out, putting it inside. And I had, like two or three books of full of dream stuff and then i later on got an ipad for my birthday and then moved it to pinterest and made a pinterest folder and started doing that got it that's that's so cool that you had that vision and i i actually when i was younger too i was probably around seven or eight uh i haven't told this story that much in the podcast but my mom Mm -hmm. was really into the the whole uh visualizing and stuff like that and she had me say this affirmation every night, 10 times before I went to bed, I am a leader. I will change the world. And I, when I was seven, I didn't think anything of it, that that was kind of a, you know, not mm-hmm. normal people don't just do something like that. So is that, was that kind of your interpretation of it? It was just like the way that you should have done things that, that you were supposed to be setting goals and visualizing stuff. Yeah, pretty much. She helped me with that, you know, setting goals and saying, speaking against existence, basically to saying it will happen. Um, if you keep believing about it, it will happen, um, you know, come true. So that's what I've always been doing pretty much. Always just, cool. you know, saying things will happen. This will become true. Believe Love that. It. Okay. So I'm, I want to back up a little bit because I want to talk a little bit more. Uh, just one more question about Ellen. I also want to talk about your experience getting on The Profit. But did someone reach out to you to get on Ellen? Or how did you end up actually making that happen? Because that's one thing that I think is really valuable for everyone listening is that, you know, we see that these appearances happen, but very, very few very, not very often you get to talk to somebody that's actually gone through the entire process and you get to actually pick apart and ask what happened. So like, how did you end up securing that spot? Were there interviews? Did you reach out to her? How did that happen? And and maybe share a little bit more about that process. Yeah, sure. So basically what happened was um, we got an email actually, you know, from Rachel Ray saying they wanted to do a little segment on us. And then, like, the same next day, we got another email from Ellen DeGeneres, producer, saying they saw the story, they love the story on the news and everything, and they would love to have us on, you know, the Ellen show, and Ellen would love to meet me. 
So we basically, you know, got contacted from them. And that's when we just started, you know, choosing Rachel Ray or Ellen Generous um, to go on. Did the same thing happen with the profit too? Like you just got reached out to because of your exposure on Ellen or was that a different process? For the profit, we actually applied to. Um, we applied for the profit, and then we also applied for Shark Tank. Um, I believe because we didn't do a Shark Tank because there was like some conflict of interest, something like that. I forgot what it was, but we did the profit. I know that because um, we applied through it, and then we got accepted. And they said, "Love the story. We'd love to start shooting something." So, how much do you attribute all this exposure to the story of you being a six-year-old wanting to get a car for your mom? Was that pretty much what what, what you would consider one of the main elements that drove all this publicity? Yeah, pretty much. It was like the main thing that people were attracted to and liked because it was. I was super young. I wanted to help my mom out, and I had a goal and dream. And I just, you know, never gave my dream, you know, away. I kept saying. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I never gave up. That's so beautiful. And I would highly encourage yes. everyone. I've also, I've interviewed Michael Haig on this. So if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, he was a Hollywood storytelling legend. So if anybody that's interested in honing in those stories, cause you can see the power of how Mr. Corey has been able to tell this origin story and the, the magic that it's happened for him. That's something that you should absolutely pay attention to is how to tell more effective stories. And I love how yours is just so natural, so organic and people just got, got the attention of it. Um, another, yeah. I, another, I know two other people I want on this topic of getting the attention of really big people, two other people you ended up getting connected with. One of them was LeBron James and one of them was Richard Branson. How did LeBron James end up coming to play? Did he just reach out to you as well because of your story or what happened there? Yeah, that was LeBron James. Let me remember. Oh man. So many, I, if I'm correct, LeBron James was something on Instagram because I did a fashion show um, with, uh, what's it called? I did a fashion show, it's like Nike and everything in Converse. Um, and I believe it was cause he was there and then he like reposted something of mine. It was one of those things. I just forgot about it. I noticed something on there. I just, my memory's like, uh, fogged up right now, but that was through one of those. And then, um, who was the other person you asked about? Richard Branson. Oh yeah. Richard Branson. That was because me and my mom, we participated in the was called 10k sb program um by uh bloomberg i believe it was um but yeah we did that one uh and it's basically a business small business program where all these small businesses come together and you learn and everything and then at the final event we met richard branson because he was a guest speaker there it was pretty awesome yeah and and i know oh goldman sachs that's what it is goldman sachs Sachs. yes that's got it it That's so cool. And I know the, the LeBron James thing just goes back to the power of the origin story. Cause I, from what I saw in, in my research, it was basically LeBron shuts off. He doesn't pay attention to his Instagram account during the playoffs. So he was looking for inspirational stories to share and mm-hmm. you know, yours caught his attention. Yes. That was really cool That's that you got, was. you got that feature on there. So yeah, so cool. Was. Thank so you. Cool. Yeah. So people, people have some insight now. They know you've blown up on, on Ellen that you were on the profit. And so there are a few other things I want to dive into. One of them being your mindset. Um, and I know that when you did this, Mr. Corey's documentary, I think the YouTube date was on that was several years ago, but on that video, I was watching some of that, that footage and here you were a little six-year-old, seven-year-old Corey telling kids about that that life isn't all about making money, that you need to have a certain amount of money that you spend, a certain amount that you donate to charity, saving money, an emergency fund. 
I mean, that just absolutely blew my mind seeing you as a six or seven year old having that amount of wisdom. So was that, do you attribute that to your mom sharing that to you? Did you get some early mentors? How did you start to build that, that business acumen from that really early age? Um, I believe the business side of everything pretty much just uh, grown on me over to like all the time because I did so much research and so much reading and, uh, you know, watching business shows after I created a cookie business. And I just started learning so much more about, you know, the business aspect of things and doing more of the business side later on and getting also help from like mentors who own businesses. And I pretty much just started loving it after that. Like I'm a very, what is it called? Very, uh, person, a very business kind of person. I like, uh, I have so many ideas that will like, um, make a lot of, you know, profit and money and everything. And I come up with so many different things to do. Um, like every single week I start a new project or company and <laughs> make it and it like blows and I just blows up and creates like something pretty huge. Um, cause I love creating new products and new businesses. It's just so fun. I'm just a person who likes to create businesses pretty much. So I'm just going to chase this rabbit hole. Really. I wasn't planning on going here, but like, what are some of the most recent projects you're working on? Are you full-time with Mr. Corey's cookies or like, what are the other things that are taking up most of your time outside of just being a full-time student still? Um, well, yeah, I'm still full-time with Mr. Corey's cookies. Um, I still do, you know, back end reading and everything, you know, profits, you know, all that stuff, interviews and everything, but I also, you know, do school. I'm still a senior in high school. And then I also pretty been pretty big in the crypto world. Um, doing cryptocurrencies, uh, NFTs, uh, investing and everything. I've been in that for like a few years now. Um, and I also just created a couple of, you know, drop shipping companies, a couple of websites. Uh, I also did, you know, a couple of apps, software products. I created just websites, um, but not my name on it and everything. I just created it um, for fun because I like doing, you know, always being busy and doing new things. Yeah. And I know, and again, I know you can always fact check this stuff because I know you give these interviews when you were really little. And when people ask you these questions, you give different answers all the time. So this might not be in alignment mm -hmm. from where you're at, <laughs> where you're at now. When mm -hmm. I saw this, but I saw early in some other earlier interviews you had done, you had talked about wanting to be a pilot um, and get into the fashion world. Are those still accurate? Are you still thinking about the, that kind of stuff? Yes, I'm still um, thinking of fashion and pilot world. Um, I still want to get my pilot's license, actually. So I've been looking for a pilot school to go to to get my license for that um, and start learning on how to fly. I always actually wanted to become like a pilot for fun just to fly around. It's pretty cool, I think. Awesome. And I, 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 we can connect after this episode, but I have another person that's been on the show. His name is Lieutenant Colonel Waldo Waldman. He's flown 65 combat missions. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He's awesome. And I'm sure he would love to connect with a young entrepreneur like you. So I can see if you'd That's be cool. open to that, to that intro, just so you can maybe get another connection into the flying world. <laughs> and awesome. the, Thank you. I have, I have another connection for you in the, in the fashion world as well. Uh, I know the guy named uh, B. Jeffrey Madoff. He, he was the guy that was behind the scenes of Victoria's Secret directing all of their fashion shows. And he had a, oh, nice. a fashion company by the time he was, he was 22. I think he had over a hundred employees or something like that. So we can connect That's offline, cool. but uh, awesome. have some fun people that have been other, other guests that might be cool for you to connect with. So yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah. So going back to um, some of the other experiences of your mindset, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about that kind of came up as a question is when I was watching your episode on the profit and I, I'm going to read some comments 
from the prophet that people specifically said about your mom below. So they, one person said, Corey is a reflection of who she truly is. She being your mom, she's a winner. Hands down, mm-hmm. one of the best episodes. I actually cried watching how she doubted herself to be a proud businesswoman. Incredible. His mom is beautiful. She's a testament of raising a child without the proper resources and has raised him right breaking cycle. So people obviously love your mom, but one of the kind of, uh, I guess the, the, the drama quote unquote parts of the episode was your, your mom had mentioned that she had put her trust into some people and got hurt, whether that was in a business situation, I don't know, but that was kind of what she had said on the show. And obviously that, that, that mindset protects you in some ways, but it can also hold you back. So I was kind of curious to see your perspective on as your mom went through that. And you obviously went through that as her business partner, how you've kind of worked to overcome negative mindsets as you've grown together in growing the business. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I pretty much think of like all the feedback as good feedback, pretty much. Um, whenever there's like a negative feedback, I always, you know, think about it and read about it because it also makes you stronger and also helps you, you know, become, you know, a better person. Also, you learn about what the other person has perspective on. And if it's good feedback, then you could also, you know, build on it. Because um, even if you have bad feedback, that means you're doing something correct. If you always have good feedback, then there's nothing, you know, you're doing something wrong. But I believe if you have some bad feedback, then people are actually listening and watching and they're actually criticizing you because they are, you know, they're paying attention to you. Yeah. So did you kind of view that whole component of Marcus giving that feedback to your mom about not being able to trust him? How, what was your perspective on on that situation as you were either recording it or viewing the episode after it came out? Um, I pretty much think like the same thing sort of pretty much because I don't really always trust everyone. Um, you know, there's not everyone you could trust and, you know, believe in. You always have to, you know, think about it, uh, believe in it, first of all, and still you know, get your facts straight and everything um, before you fully trust someone because you never know what will happen. Sure. Yeah, obviously important. And it was cool to see the relationship develop. I would, again, I've mm-hmm. said this already a bunch of times on this interview, but recur- encourage anyone to watch the episode on The Prophet. I'll make sure to link that up in the show notes too. Um, but yeah, so so cool. Another thing on this topic is another uh, movie, or not movie, but another internet news segment I saw you were on it. They, they said it was CBS this morning and they called you a Titan at 10. And I was just kind of curious, like as somebody that has grown up kind of I would say almost grown up in, in the limelight being on, on Ellen and the prophet and all these other stuff. How have you worked to kind of stay humble and not let it get too much to your head? Or how do you think about that kind of stuff after growing up through all this whole thing? Yeah. Um, well, pretty much I've always been like a humble person. I never really thought of myself as someone who's bigger than, you know, other people or whatever people would say, like you're a celebrity or whatever. I never really thought of that um i'm just a normal you know normal kid who likes some crypto cookies um selling stuff and having fun uh i also just you know like saying hubble because it keeps you so you're not you know how do i say this you're not thinking you're better than everyone else because if you do that then you're not actually listening getting feedback and learning from your mistakes um because people will be you know scared of saying it to you um i also you know love giving back to my community because they're the ones who helped you bring you who you are today. You know, they bought your product, they give back to you, they support you. Um, It's always good to be humble and support people. 
Yeah. Do, do your friends at school, do they, do they call you Mr. Corey or do people, <laughs> how do people, what do people call you at school? <laughs> no, I make sure everyone calls me just Corey and not Mr. Corey <laughs> or anything. Uh, all my teachers and everything, just Corey. Um, I do bring in cookies to school sometimes uh, for people to have, but I just pretty much have like my separate life in school where I'm just Corey and you have this a whole different person um, and then outside of Mr. Corey. Has that impacted your relationships at school at all to know that you're to, to, for your, do your friends treat you differently knowing that you've kind of had this kind of exposure and already own a business at, at your age? I mean, not at all. Um, I like when people, you know, just treat me regular and normal. Cause that's how, you know, like, your real friends are. So mm-hmm. I don't pretty much like, you know, talk about the cookies pretty much. I don't focus on that in school. Um, I just, you know, focus on the schoolwork being myself, um, and, you know, just being Corey and yeah, this instead of Mr. Corey. And I also like to you know, talk about crypto and investing and stuff like that in school. Like I have, you know, joined a crypto club and everything and do investing with some of my friends um, because that's pretty fun to do. Uh, to talk about that stuff. Yeah, love that. And it's cool that you're starting to explore outside of cookie, you know, the cookie world. Do you plan on still growing the, the Mr. Corey's as you're in college and that kind of stuff? Or what's the vision for where you want to take things? Do you eventually want to sell the company or do you want to start moving on to some other stuff? Um, No, I still want to uh, branch out Mr. Corey's cookies. I want to still keep growing it, get physical stores. I always wanted to get a store. Um. <laughs> always for years now, uh, but just haven't had, you know, the funding or time to pretty much get the store. Uh, but I want to grow Mr. Grace Cookies, get physical brick and mortar stores, and I also possibly want to franchise it. Um, but I still want to go to college and learn computer science. That's one of my goals I wanted to do. Computer science. And are you still getting mentoring from like all the people from the profit and that kind of stuff, are they kind of still helping you to, as you grow and maybe start establishing physical stores or you, has that kind of diminished as time has gone on? I mean, it has to, uh, blah, blah, blah. can't speak today. Um, as time has gone on pretty much, it just, uh, how do you say, just diminished, went away because it was mostly a TV show. Um, you know, TV shows are TV show investing. Not everything you see on TV is you know, real. It's all staged and made up and everything like that. Um, but pretty much after, you know, a few months, whatever thing, we just been on our own doing it ourselves and everything, uh, getting friends to help us and, you know, still getting mentors, but not when, you know, the profit and everything like that. Sure. Got it. Cool, man. Well, there's, there's just a few other things that I thought would be really fun to dive into. We've talked about your story of getting started with your, your incredible origin story. We talked about some of your mindset stuff. Another thing I thought mm-hmm. was really beautiful in the way that you have grown your business is that it's always had philanthropy or some form of giving back or charity in, in it from the very, very early DNA. So I know you have started, uh, I, I don't know, actually don't have that many details on it, but you have Mr. Corey's Cares, You've worked mm-hmm. to hire 70% single mothers. I would love for you to maybe mm-hmm. talk a little bit about some of the charity and philanthropic uh, initiatives that you have going on. Yeah, sure. Um, so I like to say I always like believing in giving back and helping the community. So I like to give back on cookies, donate cookies to shelters and different charities like that. And I also, you know, like we said, want to help and get single moms uh, jobs. So we love helping single moms and getting them, you know, jobs, make our cookies, the kitchen and everything like that, social media, um, anything that's pretty much giving back, I like doing, I just love donating. Like I always pretty much donate money to every week to just a random, um, random charity. I don't really promote about it or anything. Cause it's just something good to do from the heart. I always feel like if you 
say that like you donate and you do good stuff, you're not really doing it for the good of your heart. You're doing it for like publicity and for people to see that you're, you know, doing something good. Um, so it's always good to just, you know, do it on your own. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I know you have some external facing stuff, but it's cool that you continue to pursue the other things that you're really interested. And I don't know if this is on a similar line, but I also know that you, you take that kind of spirit and you kind of are very conscious about the company culture that you're creating. Um, I came across somewhere else that you don't call your employees staff. You call them family. You've always talked about how cookies are made with love and you have this incredible relationship with your mom. So do you have any insights or things that you could share for people when it comes to developing a healthy company culture that's in alignment with where you have always seen the world and how you want to make things move? Yeah. Um, I always, like we said, we call our cookie, um, cookie helpers, we call them cookie helpers, cookie elves sometimes, family, <laughs> uh, not employees pretty much, because anyone who joins the Mr. Grace Cookies team is a part of our family because they're, you know, they're helping us, they're working out, they're making Mr. Grace Cookies something better. Um, I'm also just like a pretty chill person. Like when I have people who work for us, they're like, I'm the best boss ever because I'm super chill, joke around. Um, it's just a fun time. We're just making cookies and joking. Um, I just like making everything happy pretty much. I don't, there's so much sadness and craziness going on in the world. So why just add more craziness when you could just, you know, add some happiness and smiling to the world. Yeah. Love that. So beautiful, man. Well, you're obviously doing some really cool stuff. You're obviously still early on in your journey and it's so cool to see all this has been documented from a very early age. So anybody that wants to see your evolution, it's pretty much, it's pretty much all online. If you want to see how you've continued to grow and I'm excited to see where you're going to take things, man. So this Thank is, you. this has been so much fun. And the, the question I always like to ask to kind of conclude things is um, what, what does happiness mean for you today, Corey? Oh, sorry. What did you say? Can you read that? Yeah, no, it's all good. What does happiness mean to you today? Wow. Um, hmm. Happiness means to me, let me see. Happiness means basically whatever that brings you joy or whatever that fills your heart up with warmth, pretty much. Whatever you like doing is happiness. It could be eating cookies. It could be, you know, playing games. It could be working out. Um, something that, you know, makes you feel good inside is pretty much happiness to me. Love that. So cool, man. And where can people Thank find you. out more about all the stuff that you have going on? Buy some delicious cookies, follow you online. Where, is, where are all those details? Um, you could follow my Instagram at Mr. Corey's um, on Instagram, or you could do Facebook, Twitter, uh, and what else? YouTube, I think. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube. Cool. Yeah. I know you're talking about some crypto stuff. So if people want to check that out, I would highly encourage anybody to check out, follow you. And I know you still do some stuff with your mom. And I loved when I, I called your company the other day and I still got that voicemail with you and your mom. <laughs> so yes. it's really cool to see that you guys, you guys still do yeah, that. We, and it's just, still haven't just a lot of fun. One. Thank yeah, you. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, this has been an absolute blast. And I just want to have a quick conversation with everyone listening right now. And I want to say, if you are brand new, this is the very first episode you've ever listened to. I'm so grateful that you decided to come and hang with me and Mr. Corey today, just because uh, I loved his story. And I'm sure you learned something as much as I did. And if you're returning, I want to say thank you. You're absolutely what makes this show possible. And whether you are new or returning, I would love if you could do me a favor and you could share Mr. Corey's message with the world. Obviously, you heard his story about doing something because he loved his mama and the incredible, incredible things that have come in the world as a result of giving and creating something from the heart. So if this has touched you, please share this with a friend. It'll make you look awesome. And it'll make Mr. Corey and I's day. Uh, but besides that, Mr. Corey, thanks so much, man. This has been so much fun. And I look forward to continuing the conversation, my friend. Thank you. It was epic. I had a great time. 
Hey, it's Brandon here again, and I have a quick favor to ask before you head off, and that is if you are listening to my voice right now and you are currently using either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it would help me a ton if you could stop what you're doing, take five seconds to tap the number of stars that you think the show deserves. So if you're on Spotify, there's a place to add a star rating right underneath the name of the show. And if you're listening on Apple, just scroll down where you're seeing all the episodes and there's something that says tap to rate. Just tap the number of the stars that you think the show deserves. And you may not know this, but I typically spend over five hours of my own time each week just researching a guest on the show. And then there's the time that's spent recording the show, the intro, reaching out to new guests, and of course, all the editing, publishing, promoting that my amazing wife and high school sweetheart, Leah, helps me to manage. So all that to say, there's a lot that goes on just to get to the point where you listen to this episode. So if you appreciate the content and have 10, five to 10 seconds to spare, it would help a ton if you could leave a quick rating on the show. Extra credit if you choose to leave a review, but just tapping whatever stars you feel the show deserves helps a ton and it takes so little time. So whether you choose to do that or not, I so appreciate you and I'll talk with you soon.